is a word from the Lord. See, I've been preaching long enough not to let the musicians push me. When I was a young preacher, Al, they used to push me, and I would be out of breath before I take my text, okay? But I've learned my lesson, okay? Tell somebody you hold on to that praise. Amen. Two passages of Holy Scripture on this wonderful day which we celebrate our risen Savior. John chapter 10, verses 17 through 18, as well as John chapter 20, verse 1. I want to also say a very special thank you to our wonderful ushers that are doing such a great job. Amen. Our brothers that are in the parking lot, would you help me celebrate those that are upstairs in our media ministry? Everybody who don't often get their names called, don't ever get their names called, but God will remember even when others have forgotten. Thank you, because if it had not been for you, the service would not be what it is today. Thank you so very much. John chapter 10, verses 17 and 18, New King James Version. Amen. I hope you've got some praise left in you. Amen. Y'all give me about 35 minutes. Then you go home and sleep as hard as you want. Okay, okay. John chapter 10, verse 17. Somebody said, I'm so glad we don't have Sunday night services. <laughs> you can see when somebody asked me, when are we going to start Sunday night services? I say, after the rapture. Okay, man, okay. Because <laughs> I don't plan to be here. Okay, man. Amen. Listen, John chapter 10, verse 17. Therefore, my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again, Jesus said. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power. Somebody say power. To lay it down. And I have power to take it again. <laughs> this command I have received from my Father. And then John chapter 20 and verse 1. Now on the first day of the week. Someone help me say the first day of the week Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb and we ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word for the next few moments I want to talk to you from the subject the resurrection experience now this is the part I need you to help me part two look at someone and say the power to get back up clap those hands as you take your seats amen maybe seated the resurrection experience the power to get back up on last week in fact, all of last week, we celebrated Holy Week. We had services here on last Sunday, Tuesday, and Friday. Last week, we discussed the final days of Jesus' life leading up to his crucifixion. We called it the experiences of Jesus' life. On this past Sunday, which was Palm Sunday, we spoke of what we referred to as the Hosanna experience. This was, as we described it on last Sunday, a time when those who praised Jesus were doing so for their own selfish purpose. In other words, they were not genuine 
We call these people last week fake praisers. <laughs> Look at someone and say, beware of fake praisers. And then we came back on Tuesday night of last week. And thank you so much. So many of you were here on Tuesday night as we had a very special Bible study in which we spoke of another experience of Jesus. We call this the Gethsemane experience. It was that moment in Jesus' life of great distress. The moment in which Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane, an olive grove. It was important, as we point out on Tuesday night, because olives, you get the oil in the first century out of olives. But the only way you can get oil out of olives is that you had to squeeze the olive or step or crush the olive. In that Gethsemane experience, Jesus emotionally submitted his will to the will of God. You remember he said, nevertheless, Lord, not my will, but let your will be done. Is there anybody ready to submit your will to the will of God? Not what I want, but let your will be done. And then on this past Friday, Good Friday, we said to you it was good, not because it was good to Jesus. It was called Good Friday because it was good for us. We spoke of the Calvary experience, the ultimate sacrifice, that sacrificial moment on a hill called Calvary in which Jesus gave up his life so that we may have eternal life. That deserves a hand clap. <laughs> that deserves a praise. Jesus gave up his life at 33 years old so that we may have eternal life. And now, on this glorious day, on what is perhaps the most celebrated day in the Christian faith. Somebody ought to give God a hand of praise. On this glorious day, let me try that again. On this most glorious day, one more time, on this most glorious day. Hmm. We would like to talk about the resurrection experience. Don't you know that if Jesus would have died and didn't get up, his dying would have been in vain? <laughs> uh, that day that Jesus defeated life's most notorious enemy, the enemy called death. What a day. Someone say what? Hey, this is no ordinary day. This, this is not a day for, for, for bunnies and eggs. <laughs> that's how Macy's celebrate this day. That's, that's how, that is how Belts and all the other uh, merchants of capitalism celebrate this day but to those of us who are believers it is not about the bunny or the egg it's about the cross and the tomb <clears throat> somebody give God a hand of praise this most glorious day in which he defeated the enemy called death he did what Abraham could not do <laughs> He did what Moses could not do. He did what David, Isaiah, and Jeremiah could not do. He defeated death. 
Listen, my brothers and sisters, having been the week before, go with me, the week before in the life of Jesus, he was betrayed. <coughs> he had been denied. He was abandoned by those who were closest to him. He was persecuted by those he helped deliver it. And he was crucified all in one week. Can I say that again? I want to put this in some context to those of you that are sometimes in the habit of saying, I had a bad week. Look at somebody say, don't you ever say those words again. <laughs> Unless you've been betrayed, denied, abandoned, persecuted, and crucified, you don't have the right to say those words again. All in one week, Jesus was betrayed, denied, abandoned, persecuted, and crucified. Look at somebody and say, all in one week. But the good news is he got back up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, it is said that it is not how many times you get knocked down that matters. It is how many times you get back up. Can I ask you to do me a favor? Stop taking count of everybody who's ever knocked you down. But start celebrating every time you got back up. Stop remembering every time you slip and fail. Stop remembering how bad it used to be. And start celebrating how you overcame all of that and still got up with a praise. How many of you in here, in fact, is there anybody in here save your best praise to let your enemy know, I took your best shot and I'm still standing. Maybe not everybody. Some of you are too bougie to admit that. Some of you are too dressed up today to admit that. But is there anybody under the sound of my voice that took the enemy's best shot? Broke, sick, hurt, lonely, death of a loved one? But you're still standing. Feel something up in here. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. The resurrection experience is all about getting back up after you've been knocked down. Now, this ain't for everybody, but is there anybody say, Pastor, I've had my resurrection experience? Get back up! I got back up! Look at somebody and say, I don't look like what I've been through. Don't let these clothes fool you. Don't let this hairdo fool you. Don't let these fancy nails some of y'all got fool you. Some of you been through a whole lot of ups and downs. Stepped on, squeezed, crushed. But thanks be unto God that giveth us the victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for you know that your labor is not in vain Woo! somebody is about to dance in the devil's territory somebody is about to step all on the enemy right now right now hold that Woo! I feel something I feel it Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. 
I'll get to that. I'm going to give you something to dance about in a moment. Let us transition. Let us turn. Let us bring our attention to the text references chosen for today's message. We purposely chose two references in the book that was recorded by John. Gospel recorded by John. First reference was a time before his death. Chapter 10, Jesus talking to his critics and the naysayers. Jesus describes himself to his disciples and others as the good shepherd. He said, one who is willing, somebody say willing, to give up his life for his sheep. He also warns his disciples and others to beware of false shepherds. You do know there are a whole lot of false shepherds out there. Uh, verse 10, he described these false shepherds and the enemy and the devil as thieves that come to steal, kill, and destroy. He then says to them that he has come that they may have life whew, and have life more abundantly. How do you know if someone is a false shepherd? Because <laughs> it's all about them. <laughs> it's all about what they can get from you. It's all about celebrating them. Uh, but ultimately, they will steal, kill, and destroy your anointing. But the good shepherd, which was Jesus, came that we may have life and life more abundantly. Now, in order to have this more abundant life, take note of this. Jesus must first sacrifice his life. In other words, we can't have a better life unless he is willing to give up his life. However, he wanted his critics to know something. Now the Cornwell, here's what he wanted his critics to know in chapter 10. This is why I chose that text reference. He wanted them to know that it would be his choice. <laughs> Sometimes you got to let your enemy know that you're not where you are because they put you there. Sometimes it's God's providential will that you go through something in order for a greater good. Paul puts it this way, and I know that all things work together for good. <laughs> uh, Jesus wanted his critics to know uh, that when he give up his life, it would be his choice. In fact, he says to them in verse 18, John chapter 10, he says, no one takes it from me. <laughs> I just want to let you know uh, that you don't take my life, but I lay it down myself. I have the power to lay it down. I also have the power to take it up again. Somebody say, wonder working power. Anybody know power? Y'all don't know the old church. The old church used to have those songs. Power, power, wonder working power. To my dear brother, Pastor Bradley, who's home recuperating, wonder-working power. Anybody know power in the name of Jesus? I dare somebody to call his name and feel his power. Can you call him by his name and feel his power? Listen, Jesus goes on in verse 18 to speak of both his crucifixion and his resurrection. He declared that he has the power to do just what 
the Bible declared will be done. I have the power uh, to lay my body down. But I want you to know that three days later, <laughs> I got the power <laughs> to get back up again. Somebody say power to get back up. Power to get back up. Now listen, my brothers. Second text reference is John chapter 20 and verse 1 to all my brothers and sisters I want you to hear this Ah, what Jesus predicted in John chapter 10 came to fruition in John chapter 20 John chapter 20 the week before having been denied having been betrayed, having been abandoned, having been persecuted, having been crucified. Look at John chapter 20. Uh, What he predicted happened. Having laid down his life on Friday afternoon on Calvary's cross, he got back up. He got back up. The old country preachers will say early Sunday morning. He got back up. Can I get a witness? Look at somebody and say, neighbor, after all he went through the week before, he got back up early. Sunday morning y'all look at verse 1 look at chapter 20 verse 1 just the first 8 words in verse 1 tells us something I want to read it to you again uh, chapter 20 verse 1 first 8 words and now on the first day of the week somebody help me say on the first day of the week in other words a brand new week somebody just got it I'm gonna help you out look at your neighbor say neighbor a brand new week can we say it one more time to get on the enemy's nerve y'all say it loud a brand new week which meant the week of betrayal the week of denial the week of abandonment the week of persecution the week of crucifixion is now over I feel like preaching Look at somebody one more time and say a brand new week. Everything you went through last week is now over. Everything you went through last year is now over. Everything you went through for the former part of your life is now over. Behold, I shall do a new thing. Old things are passed away. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, it's over. It's over. The first day of a brand new week represented a time of resurrection experience. Is there anybody under the sound of my voice? Don't y'all fool me. Let me preach to the motherboard side of the church. Is there anybody under the sound of my voice? So glad that everything you went through in your life is now over. I want to help you get deliverance. Grab your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, it's now over. It's now over. Weeping man.
It's a brand new week. Get up. It's a brand new week. Your spiritual alarm clock is about to go off. Who am I preaching to? Who am I preaching to? Who am I preaching to? Say, neighbor, help me. Praise God. I could have died last week. I could have lost my mind last week. I could have lost my joy last week. But it's over. It's over. It's over. It is. It is. Throw your head back and yell at the top of your voice. It is over. I'm about, I am about to give you something to shout about. Someone who is a critic in your life perhaps have approached you and asked the question, are you sure it's over? How do you know it's over? And I think thought about something DeCamille Parker I thought about those who question uh, the legitimacy of the resurrection listen I've had the privilege of going to seminary school I've studied all kinds of courses and read all kinds of dissertations and there are people who are too deep for their own good I tell people all the time my wife and I talk about this all the time I tell other people don't get so deep Look at somebody and say, you ain't got to get that deep. Here is the proof that Jesus rose from the grave. Here is the proof that there was a resurrection. Here is the proof that things are different in your life. It's real simple. Four words. Look at somebody and say, the tomb was empty. You didn't catch it. Y'all didn't catch it. Look at your neighbor, say, neighbor, here is the proof that there was a resurrection. The tomb was empty. This side of the church, the tomb was empty. Up in the balcony, the tomb was empty. In other words, where he was for three days, he was no longer there. He was, he was no longer there. I'm going to say it one more time. Then I'm going to transition and make it personal. Where he was, he was no longer there. Now let's make it personal. Where you once were, you are no longer you once were you are no longer there you are no longer drunk you are no longer high you are no longer partying all night you no longer lying cheap look at your neighbor and say neighbor where I once were I am no longer there it's empty it's empty. It's empty. Find you a praise partner and say, I no longer live.
live where I used to live Do what I used to do Hang with who I used to Come on and give me a dance Put a praise on it Put a praise on it Put a praise on it I am No longer There But can somebody say I am No longer There I am No longer There Get you a praise partner Get you a praise partner And say neighbor Help me Celebrate the fact that I am no longer there. I got up. I got. I got. I don't live there anymore. I don't go there anymore. I don't walk like that anymore. of your resurrection is that you aren't in that same place where you used to be. You aren't about to lose your mind like you were last year this time. Who am I? You remember when you were so messed up, you didn't have any joy. Look at somebody and say, I am not in that place anymore. What happened to you? I got up. I got out. Look at somebody say you can get up and you can get out. Anybody ready to get up out of that situation? Everybody stand to your feet and say I got up. Give me a leap of joy. Everybody, here we go. Give me a leap of joy. One, two, three.
the resurrection experience. The power to get back up. If anybody asks you, how do you know it's over? Tell them, because I'm not in that place I used to be. (laughs) I, I don't worry about things I used to worry about. I don't care if you like me or don't like me. That was last year's mindset. That was last year's mentality. I am in a different place in my life. Listen, everybody, your feet, get your phones out. I want you to take a picture of these three quick things. Come on, everybody, write them down. Take a picture of these three quick things. I feel something in here. Somebody, God just served notice on your enemy. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Tell them, don't go to the nightclub looking for me. I'm not there anymore. Don't go back to the drug house looking for me. Don't, don't, don't go back to where I used to be. I am not there anymore. Three key things. Three key things that I want to leave you with. Number one is this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, number one is this. We all can have our very own resurrection experience. I want to help you out. Look at someone and say, you too can get back up. In other words, we all can after being knocked down for a while. God bless us with those words at eight for a while, for a while. Look at someone and say, I'm not going to stay down long. Say, I was only knocked down for a while. (laughs) But I got back up. Anybody's been knocked down for a while? 2022 was a while. 2021 was a while. But 2023 is a brand new week. (laughs) New beginnings. A time of resurrection experience. Second key thing that I want you to take away from this message is this. Now in order to have our own resurrection experience, we must first have resurrection faith. Please hear this. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. We must believe that we can get back up again even before we get knocked down. There's a wonderful scripture that I've put on this slide that I want to share with you. John chapter 2 and verse 19. At the beginning of John's gospel. Take note of chapter 2 verse 19. At the beginning, Mac, of John's gospel, Jesus said, destroy this temple and three days I will raise it up Jesus had faith before he went to the tomb listen you don't need faith in the tomb you need faith before you get to the tomb I'm preaching to someone I've got to go but faith is going to the tomb with faith saying that I may have to go through this but I'm coming out I may be broke for a while but I won't be this way always I may not feel well right now but by his stripes I'm already healed my family may look discombobulated right now but I believe all things work together for good in order to have a resurrection experience you need resurrection faith 
And here's the third and the final one. Remember this. That Jesus is the source of our resurrection faith. This kind of faith only comes through Jesus. The author of the book of Hebrews writes in Hebrews 12 and 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the thorn of God. You want a resurrection experience? You need resurrection faith. You want resurrection faith? You need Jesus. <laughs> Look at someone and say, you need Jesus in your life. The altar is now open for anyone this morning with anything that you want to deposit at this altar. Maybe it's just a thank you, Lord, for blessing me. Maybe there's someone who said, Lord, work on my faith. Maybe there's someone who says, I'm so glad that I'm in a brand new week in my life. Ooh, last week is over. It's over. What you went through last week has now ended. The first day of a brand new week. Time of new beginnings. A time to have a resurrection experience. Listen, some of you are coming out. Some of you have come out. Some of you are coming out. Some of you are declaring even before you go in that even if I go through it, I will come out. John chapter 2, uh, verse 9, Jesus, verse 19, Jesus said, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. What escapes a lot of Bible students is that he said this at the beginning of his ministry. <laughs> he didn't say this after he had been betrayed or denied. He said this at the beginning of his ministry. That no matter what I go through, even if you destroy it, I'm here to tell you three days later, I'll raise it up. There's a wonderful song written by Todd Delaney. It's called The Anthem. I love this song. Ooh. And it is most appropriate on this day as we conclude this message, as we open this altar. It simply says, Hallelujah. <laughs> You've won the victory. Any worshipers in here? Hallelujah. You've won it all for me. <laughs> Death could not hold whew, you down. You are the risen king. Seated in majesty. You are the risen king. He won the victory. He reigns high for you and for me. Ooh, yeah, listen. All the worshipers, come on and worship. Do me a favor. On this Resurrection Sunday, can you just lift those hands and worship with it? Hallelujah.
wash clean. <laughs> now we have the victory. Oh yeah. Now the power of sin is broken. Jesus overcame it all. Help me say, say hallelujah. Right now, close those eyes. The resurrection experience is the power to get back up. That experience requires resurrection faith. That faith comes only through your belief in Jesus the risen Christ. I don't care who else you may have a relationship with. No one else can give you the kind of faith that will empower you, inspire you, encourage you to keep getting back up every time you are knocked down. Ooh, you need Jesus. <laughs> You need the risen Savior. Oh, some of you have wondered and contemplated for a long time. When would be the best time for me to give my life to the Lord? What about now? What about today? Oh, you are alive because he's alive. God has blessed you with so many wonderful, incredible opportunities simply because he conquered the enemy called death close those eyes if you will after we pray this prayer perhaps there's someone in this building perhaps there's someone viewing online that says this day is my day that i make that commitment you be the example for your family. You be the example for other young people. Ooh. Don't wait to always follow others. You set the example. 
you say, Lord, I need you. We need you this day. I need that kind of resurrection faith that I can leave the place that held me down. Ooh. Close those eyes. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you this day. Thank you for blessing us on this glorious, wonderful, incredible day. This day in which we celebrate the fact that you conquered death. You conquered that which had held you down. And you have now empowered us to do the same. We have the power to get back up again. We are alive because you are alive. And we say thank you. Someone is about to leave that place that held them last week. Someone is leaving that place that kept them in bondage last week. And now it is the first day of a brand new week. And we say thank you. This is our prayer. Your name we pray. And the church said amen. Amen. Look at someone and say, I'm alive because he's alive. If you want to make that commitment this morning, anyone, come on. I'll wait here for you. Thank you, Yolanda. Anyone, come on, anyone. Yeah. Give God a hand of praise for all of those souls. Come on, I, I, I think we don't celebrate appropriately for those who give their life to the Lord. We ought to all stand and give God, come on, a round of applause. All of those souls that came. Ooh, listen, as you remain standing, I want to close this service with something special. This morning, God allowed me to share with the congregation what I've said to you all week. All week we've said in all of our services, the only special offering would be that $7 consecration, that vision offering that would go to our children and youth zone. And we've done that every night from Sunday, Tuesday, Friday, 
and now and today. And here's what I want you to do. I want everybody who can, if you can't, don't, don't feel bad. If you've already given it, I need you to do me a favor because here's what I told the congregation this morning and I waited until today to share this. I prayed that God would consecrate this altar. Elder Williams, I, I, I prayed, I said, God, I need you to consecrate this altar and everybody who walks by it, drop a seed. Even if they don't have a thing, just wave their hands. I need you to give them a special blessing as a result of their obedience. Listen, I told the congregation this morning, I don't profess to be a prophet. I don't want to be a prophet. I don't want to be an apostle. I don't want to be a bishop. All I want to be is your pastor because I just want to do what God told me to do. And I want you to hold me accountable. Because guess what? Next week, I plan to be right here. And so everything I say to you, I have to examine it and say, God, I got to make sure you said it because I walk, I live, I worship among those that I speak to. I'm not catching a plane and you won't see me again for five years. And so God says, say it, son, say it. I've anointed this altar. And as we lay these gifts and as you've laid them here all week, God says, I'll bless you in ways that no one can ever imagine. And here's something I want you to keep in mind. I told the staff this Thursday, those who do, don't brag about it. Those who brag about it don't usually do. And so when God bless you, don't brag about it. You, you, don't, you don't, don't say, Pastor Jackson, talk me in. No, I, I want no credit or no glory. All of it goes to God. I just want you to be able to give God some public praise over some private blessings. Amen. Amen, somebody. So here it is. I'm going to pray this prayer over this altar, over this offering. And I'm praying for those who don't have anything to give but faith. And if you just walk by and just touch the altar or wave your hands at this altar, God says this day, Resurrection Sunday, I will declare and decree a good thing in your life. Amen. Anybody who's ready for God to do something that only God can do, lift those hands. Lord God, we thank you for every night last week, every day last week. But we especially thank you for today. Thank you for those that are sowing this seed into the next generation. This is for our youth and our children. Thank you for those who unselfishly give again having given their tithe and offerings because their obedience is better than their sacrifice. And God, I ask you to bless them in a special way. As you have said to me, you've anointed this altar, you've anointed this atmosphere, that those who come will be blessed in ways that only you could do it. And we praise you and we thank you in advance. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said amen, amen. Come on, join me. I, every service, I've laid my envelope at the altar. I want you to join me if you can. Just bring it. Come on. I'm alive. You're alive. I'm alive, Jesus. Yeah.
As you continue to give, amen, stand to your feet. I just want you to continue to give. The deacons will stand at the altar even after service if you're still writing, if you're still putting them in the envelope. Thank you so much. We invite you to Tuesday night special service. Amen. Do me a favor. Please come back again. We're inviting someone who's worshiping with us the first time, and we really would like to see you in the house. He's a phenomenal man of God as we begin our resurrection at Pentecost service. And next Sunday, amen, look at somebody and say, I hope to see you next Sunday. <laughs> Although it's not resurrection, but every Sunday is a good Sunday. Amen, somebody. We're going to go out as we normally do on Resurrection Sunday with the song that we sang for years, and that is, The Best Is Yet To Come. Hold on, my brothers. Hold on, my sisters. Amen. How many of you know the best is yet to come? Give God a hand for the choir. Give God a hand for the choir. Everybody, come on. You can sit right now. Everybody. I need some praises. Some of y'all, come on. Just come stand at the altar with me as, 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 as we take this. Come on, in it.
Now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, tomorrow, and forevermore. And everybody that loves the Lord said amen. Look at three people as you leave and say, you ain't seen nothing yet. Come on. one of you for tuning in. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. If you feel that this service was a blessing to you, or if you were moved by the message in any way, we encourage you to share with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website, bwcar.org.